in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Hey, welcome everybody to uh, the Top 10 Show. I am John Roca. I am Matt Nost, and we are uh, pleased to be here with you guys over this extended quarantine. France just announced that they're locking back down. Yep. Locking back uh, down. Exactly. And then I think either Sydney or Melbourne, one of the two, just got out of a 111-day lockdown. Wow. So they're opening back up, but... I don't know. It's getting closer to summer for them. So perhaps, you know, they're opening back up for that. Uh, Boy, that's going to be brutal if they're in any kind of lockdown, whatever. And so fucking hot in Australia. That's oh, (laughs) heart goes out for them. Heart goes out. That's for sure. Well, New Zealand's handling it. It's just Australia that's having problems right now. So it's a shame to see overall how that's going down. But, you know. I heard yeah. uh, I heard saw the Italy, Germany, all these places are are making changes. So I'm suggesting the camera here, making a lot of changes, Matt. So it's uh, you know we're very fortunate that we get to still keep doing our show and putting out content for the uh, top ten fans to consume and enjoy and have fun with. And uh, I think today is going to be no different, man. Got ourselves a very interesting list today, for sure. Uh, so what's your Halloween costume? I mean that come that's are you crazy? I'm not going to care less. I'm not dressing up in anything. We're more worried about, because we've got this house now, we're more worried about should we put out um, candy or not for the kids. We're not sure if we should put out candy or not. We're not sure what the, we check with the HOA uh, and they're like, well, you can uh, put out bags with candy inside of it and line it up on your driveway so that anybody who shows up can take a bag and go off and what have you. Or um they recommend um uh gift certificates or money and i'm like yeah i'm good i'm not gonna do that who the fuck is giving I gift certificates know. or money i don't know it's not it's not my, it's a it's... fun size snickers what is that in gift card equivalent <laughs> yeah it's like here you go bucks. kid here's 12 cents <laughs> 12 cents what year are you in 1945 what are you talking about one of those fun size a... snickers you get like the hundred pack bag what does that cost? What for twenty five cents per little mini Snickers? May twenty five. I'll give you twenty five. Fine. Okay 25. You want to give him a yeah. gift card for twenty five cents? I give him a quarter. He's a just quarter kid. Just throw quarters at him. Go gnaw that thing. Uh, go downtown. Have some. Have a rat and all that thing off your face. That's right. <laughs> it's weird. What are you doing? I mean, you've got an area too. Are you putting stuff out of candy out on the porch? Or what are you doing? No, I don't. I don't know of any kids that live in my neighborhood. Oh, okay, fair. So enough. I don't really think although the last neighborhood i lived in um there were tons of kids and uh they didn't trick-or-treat in our neighborhood really oh yeah. interesting okay tons. i guess maybe they just went elsewhere or something yeah maybe um i mean we were close to pasadena so maybe they go up there and get the full size butterfinger right. up in pasadena why waste time <laughs> down here i don't know easy pickings though you can just pick off these right by your house and then go up yeah to the gold mine uh, so many people are upset that they they can't go trick or treating with their kids. I'm just like seeing on social media. I'm just like, come on, people, read the room. I know, but how many 
actual trick-or-treating years do kids get where they look forward to it and it's an amazing event? What do you get? Four years where you genuinely, you can remember it, you remember what you dressed up as, the excitement, going around. True, Uh, true. Like I had to wear a jacket. because Over your costume. Yeah. Right. But I'll be damned if my parents didn't let me walk around until well after sunset going to get as much candy as I wanted to. And they didn't escort me. What? Really? No. No, my parents were just like, go, you got to be back by this time. So me and my friends just went off. I mean, there were just kids prowling the streets. There was nothing else out. Yeah. But, yeah, that's what – you just do all kinds of shit without parents that I can't imagine that would happen anymore. So, I think I trick-or-treated well into high school. Like, I was at 15 years old trick-or-treating still. And You were I, one of those people? Yeah, I went to one of those houses with a friend of mine. And the lady comes out and she goes, guys, seriously, guys. She's you're right. a little you're a little too old to be doing this. And I was like, oh, damn, I guess you're right. You so, just realized that at 18? Yeah. No, not 18, 15. Oh, 15. I think you said when yeah, yeah. I did it in high school, through high school, I was 18. I was like, no, 18. Well, into high school, I was 15, something like that. And that's when the lady was like, come on, guys. Yeah, I think you shouldn't be trick or treating. Sixth grade might have been the last time I went. Ah, okay. Well, free candy, you know, free candy. But, yeah. Uh, you kind of hit that wall. Seventh, but I think it was sixth grade was the last year that I went. Mm-hmm. And I dressed up as Urkel. Please tell me you didn't do blackface. Uh, no, but I spray painted my hair black. Okay. And tried to get it as close to his and got this wow. El Cheapo, like from Salvation Army or something. It's what I do now if I ever have to make a costume. I still do it. It's like, ah, last year I was Fat Thor. Oh, nice. So I had to get a wig and the hammer. And the sweater, right? Like this, the open button up, but jacket sweater type of thing. So Salvation Army, like eight bucks for the sweater. And then the hammer I gave to my nephew. So it was a win-win. And then the, the wig, I gave it to somebody anyway, but yeah, <laughs> I just try and do that. Stuffed a pillow under a white shirt and his white shirt I didn't give a shit about. So I stained it and I wore pajama pants and sandals and I walked around as fat Thor. I get so many people run up to me to take pictures. Oh, that floor. Yep. I think, yeah, I believe that was last year. Remember when people were so upset about that, man? Oh, it was crazy. Why? Because he put on weight? Yeah, the people were saying they were fat shaming him and saying, like, oh, you know, like he's, it's such an issue that he could be made fun of because he put on weight, somehow is seen as lesser than because he's put on weight and fat people matter too and all this stuff. And I just, I, I was just like, come on, guys. Like, Let's let's turn it down a little bit. Let's calm it down. As a guy who struggled with his weight his, his entire life, I thought it was funny because he's a Greek god and he got depressed. Oh, that was another thing. They were like saying, well, it's making fun of people who, you know, get depressed and eat and that's, put on weight. And I get it. But that's like that's, that's the point of his story. Right. It's the point of the story. He put on yes. weight. He drank too much beer. He didn't work out. And he became fat Thor. Uh, because he lost purpose, but his journey is about coming back to find his purpose. And they didn't like make him lose weight all of a sudden when he took on Thanos. He was mm-hmm. still girthy, uh, so they didn't cheapen the the storyline by having him all of a sudden get in shape. You know, so uh, I thought overall they did a, a, a fantastic job with it. And I didn't understand people being so sensitive about it. I get the issues, but I don't understand being so sensitive about it. You know, but. If anybody, I, I've lived through that where I got super depressed and I put mm-hmm. on a bunch of weight and I stopped yeah. being active and it was this vicious little fucking cycle. Oh, yeah. And it's like, that's a 
that's a very human reaction. Yeah. For a Greek god or for a god, an Asgardian right. god. Uh yeah. Yeah, I don't know. People find offense about everything. I mean, sometimes I think it's legitimate, Matt. Sometimes I think it's okay to be like, you know, we got to reevaluate this or we got to look at how we interpret this thing or how we approach this thing. But sometimes it goes way too far. And when it goes too far, I just go, well, then then what can we make? Well, what's comedy then? Comedy is basically Seinfeld. You can't even make fun of anything anymore. Yeah, but even that, I'm sure people find fault with all kinds of different episodes of that show. Probably true. Probably very There's true. Things actually. that you look back on, it's like, oh, that's problematic now, and that is, and right. Um, yeah, that's I don't. A very good point, actually. I don't know. It just when you're outraged over everything, it just completely nullifies its value. Then. Yeah. 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 That's so then I don't. You're. Yeah. Yeah. You're the, the SJW that cried wolf. Like I've heard it too many times. Right. Great point. That I can't take it seriously when you have a new outrage. Right. Uh, why are postage stamps white? I don't, maybe because it's cheaper to print it. The, the, the sheet comes out and you'd have to color it if you wanted a different color. So it would cost more. So there's no point. In, <laughs> what are we really doing here? Um, but sometimes <laughs> you're right. Guys. Yeah. Sometimes you're right. It's completely justifiable. Like, yeah, I can't believe we have to have this discussion right. in 2020. Right. Right. And we all agree or the preponderance of individuals agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. Um, anyway, Holly, yeah, Halloween's weird. I don't know. There's no, I saw, so driving around here, there were some parties, uh, with the kids the other day. Uh, there are some great designs and decorations in front of these houses. There's one that's got like the two twin sisters from the shining sitting on sitting, standing next to each other by the walkway up to the that's house. Fun. And I thought that was brilliant, but in no way, shape, or form do I want to go near that house. <laughs> it just kind of st- that movie still messes me up. It's so effective. Seeing that, yeah, seeing that kind of stuff is unsettling. Um, but yeah, other people have like blow up dolls or blow up uh, designs or decorations or whatever. And someone's got a massive snake from Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay, snake I've seen that. Hat on. Yeah, I was like, holy crap, man, that's pretty incredible. So. Kind of inventive out here in the suburbs or in the residential areas yeah, here, that Matt. Doesn't happen as much in the heart of the city. Yeah. There are some people though that have gone full Halloween, but they're, you know, scant. Christmas is right. bigger. I mean, we decorated the uh, outside of the house last year for Christmas and we're gonna do it a little bit more this year, just more lights. Yeah. yeah. Uh but that's about it. I, we won't decorate for anything else. Although we talked about maybe doing Halloween this year, but right. I don't know. Well, too much didn't seem like at the point. And I agree. I won't, yeah. I won't carve a pup it again because those things rot in about four days. Yeah. It's just too fucking hot out here or whatever the case is. So you have to take care of it. Even if you do, like you do the things they say, it doesn't seem to last more than a week and something. Yeah. It's like, what was the point uh, of that? Good point. Yeah. So true. we won't do that again this year. Unless, unless somebody's got a good trick out there. Let me know at Matt Nost. And him at the Roca says, and uh, maybe next year, you don't want to carve a pumpkin? <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. I've, I've, my, car, my pumpkin carving days are over. Lily and I are not going to have kids, so I won't be carving pumpkins with any of my kids. So uh, maybe, maybe with my friend's kids down the road. But for right now, I'm, I never liked doing it, uh, so it never appealed to me. Uh, so it is what it is. Uh, but other people enjoy it, and more power to them. I'm not judging. Just not for me, man, at all. So, 
All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> it's not like Halloween is either of our jams, so to speak. I don't no. I'll, I'll dress up now for nephews and nieces and stuff, yeah, but right. I'm not going to dress up. Somebody's like, I'm having a costume party and be like, ah, oh, well, then you're probably not going to see me. Is everybody showing up in costume? Yeah. I mean, I guess I would do it if, if Catherine came home and she's like, let's go. It'll be fun. Be like, all right, I can get into it. But right. Uh, I don't, I, 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 it's not, I don't see the point. Like yeah. I get it that it's fun and whatnot, but it's not, not something I look forward to. Yeah. It's not your jam. Uh, hey, yeah. It's just, anyway, neither yeah. here nor there, I guess, ultimately. But it is weird this year. And then no Thanksgiving, no Christmas. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I still don't know what we're going to do for Thanksgiving because we have family out here, so we could ostensibly meet together, but. Oh yeah. I don't know if we will or will not. Right. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, We have no plans. We have no plans. Honestly, zero. It's just another night. We're more stressed out about what our requirements are uh, because we just moved into the area. What we are being, what we are expected to do. Um, so we have no interest in it. And, you know, Halloween's not, I, I love Halloween for hanging out with the friends and dressing up and stuff like that. But I don't go on like horror movie marathons. I don't just, you know, dial yeah. into watching. Like, I'm just not, I'm not a fan of scaring myself. So, and I take these horror films that are really well done, like viscerally, I, I consume them viscerally. So in my mind, it's like, well, do I want to, do I really want to put myself through that madness? And the answer is no, most of the times uh, in my head. Even for the cinephiles, we just did The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. I had to talk myself for two, three days, talk myself into watching that film in time for the recording. And I didn't do it till I woke up that morning at 7 a.m. and started watching it at 7 a.m. in the morning. Because I was like, the well, sun is fully up. Yeah, the sun's fully up. People are awake. It's totally Birds fine. are chirping. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not dealing with that bullshit. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it took that long for me to finally uh, uh, take a look at it for sure. So it's crazy. I it's crazy. I, I get bored, so I don't watch horror. Oh, you get bored with horror? I well, I don't buy oh, into the scare. It's like, okay. of course he jumped out from there. Okay. Why is everybody freaking out? <laughs> uh, every once and again, there's like a really Dude. good one. You got to see the scares are legitimate. Yeah. And I'm happy to watch it. I don't get like afraid. I get you know in, invested in. And it's yeah. an interesting story and whatnot, but yeah, I, I haven't been to a haunted house mansion thing since uh, like freshman year of high school. Oh, yeah, okay. Because some people freak out the whole time and you're walking through and just like, look, that's like a junior in right. really bad makeup with a chainsaw with no, like no chain. Why are you running? <laughs> and it, I just got so bored, but it's something girls like doing, so. Hey, let's uh, let's go there. All right, I'm happy to go there. Let's get. Sounds like a great time. Let's go. Let's do it. Exactly. Yeah, it's true. I mean, people freak out at those things. That's what, when I worked at, at Universal Studios for one year, and I never ever want to do it again because uh, the you're not paid that much to do it, and these are people who are who do it who are hardcore into mm-hmm. horror stuff. So, or they need a job. Or they need a job and a certain amount of money, and they're like, I need hours, blah, blah, blah. But like the amount of shit you take from the people who come to do stuff there is astronomical. And so for me, it doesn't make any sense to put yourself through that kind of thing. Absolutely zero. 
uh, and because people will punch and kick and they've been drinking um, and you get some big dudes who show up to this kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, who get their drink on and, you know, a lot of the, and you have to tell people like, don't hit the people, don't blah, 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 don't get involved with that. So, and they come in argumentative and they come on drunk, ready to go, you know? Yeah. I had a friend that uh, worked that 30 nights of horror, whatever the fuck it's yeah, called. Yeah. Yeah. Universal. Yeah. Yep. Every year he looked forward to it. Really? Okay. Like he had costume ideas that he would take in and what if we did this? And I was like, wow, man, you really love this. Yeah. I know a few, uh, yeah, a few people that just flat out. Uh, it's their jam. Like my friend Jeff, every year he starts making his Halloween costume in summer. What? Yeah. So it's a, uh, I mean, it's magnificent. Yeah. Every time you're like, wow, dude, you put in so much time into this. And it's like right. a really obscure characters from various movies. There's a zombie movie where one of the zombies gets like covered in tar. Okay. So it ends if memory serves, but it's like a joke thing. It's kind of like when people were doing the, uh, um, Chris Pratt was at Jurassic world. Yeah. The guy running with the drinks. And oh, all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like some small <laughs> character, but you had to love the movie to know. So he right. was this, this tar zombie. And he's like, oh, it's in this one specific scene in this zombie movie, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, wow. <laughs> but he worked on it for months and he just, it looked like real tar yeah. and exposed body parts and all this stuff. And good for you. Some people just love it, man. Uh, my friend uh, uh, who when I was at Universal, she loves to build the costumes, like you said, your friend does, for mm. months on end. She built one for Hera that was incredible. Her Hera was like so something I've never seen before. And it, it was so spot on. She even built the hat with all the uh, things coming nice. out of it. Yeah, the antlers. Like, yeah, antlers. And she was she only got second place uh, at Comic-Con. And I'm, this is the most incredible thing I've ever seen. And she looked just like Hera. It was incredible. Well, at Comic-Con, that's still. Yeah. Think about the level of competition. Yeah, that's fair. It's, it's the tough. Olympics. <laughs> of cosplay. It's of the cosplay. Olympics it of is. Cosplay. The, I mean, it's every right. year. So it's not quite, I guess it's not the Olympics. It's the world championship. Right. Right. Um, and she pulled so, it out. Yeah. She pulled it out for Halloween. So, yeah. I, yeah, I'm sure. I hope she pulls that out every couple of years. You know, it's got to be impressive as, as all hell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those are, I kind of understand that because it's a passion and a project and yeah. Uh, but yeah, the people that just every year, oh, I'm going to go as such and such. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you're throwing it together last year. You bought a kit or yeah. something. That, that to me is like, it's such a waste of money. Right. Because it, it's for one night. Yeah. It's for one night and you're paying $80. And sometimes you, you wear it for two hours. And yeah. you're like, why? And now oh, I have point. this useless fucking thing. This is so dumb. Right. I'd rather go to Salvation Army and buy this and then I could redonate it. Like, at least it'll get fucking use. I feel that way about wedding stuff, but then again, you know, you wear it all night and then you keep the dress for the rest of your life, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, w- I was thinking about that the other day where the yeah. you're supposed to spend three months' salary on the ring. Like, who, who, the diamond industry clearly set that benchmark. Oh, yeah, of course. Of course they did. They could they make their money. Yeah. What an arbitrary number. Yeah. To add to this preposterously expensive day. Right. And the thing is, it's that status thing, right? Look, look at my ring. Let me take pictures of my ring. 
you know, and look yeah. how much, look how many diamonds my man gave me. It's all that kind of stuff is just like, oh my God, man, it's so vacuous. Yeah, we, in my opinion, 500 guests. Why? Yeah. yeah. What if that, that you spent so much money, you could have used that as a down payment on a house. It's all status, isn't it? Right. I mean, like when I was younger, yeah, it I got has it. To be. But like as I got older, like Lindley's like, we're just going to go down to Justice of Peace to do it one day. And I'm like, oh, right. yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's rock and roll. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a reception like, you know, six months down the road or whatever. But I mean, no, there's no time like now if you're thinking about it and you love the other person and you don't want to deal with all the extra mm-hmm. hullabaloo, nonsense. you can just, yeah, nonsense. You can just roll into the Justice of Peace and your family who might normally be pissed might be like, I got it. I got it. You know, you guys wanted to get married. It's the, the COVID situation's happening. We can't have big gatherings. So go ahead and do that. Um, yeah, I had to skip a wedding you know? for that, for COVID. Really? But some people went, it was high school friends and some of which I haven't seen in a decade. And I was right. like, I really want to go, but I can't. I just can't. Were they wearing masks or not wearing masks? I, I don't know. Okay. okay. Um, but I called, you know, my buddy beforehand. I was like, look, man, I'm, I'm going to try, but the only way to do it is, I got to drive and it's in Illinois and like, <laughs> so it's going to be two to three days drive there, two to three days, days drive back. Right. So I need to set aside a week for this. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, cause I can't fly. Cause I can't, it's more so I can't give it to Catherine because then she, there's a chance she takes it to the shop and she right. puts 35 people out of work. Yeah. She's like, I'm th- this wedding is important to me, but not at the expense of 35 people losing their jobs Absolutely, for man. a couple of weeks. Cause yeah. I'm sure a bunch of them are 20 year olds living paycheck to paycheck. Right. So it's True. like greater good. I'll, I'll, I'll see you guys at the next, you know, big group meetup. <laughs> I got you guys on the down low. Well, yeah, they, now <laughs> the plan is every couple of years meet up somewhere. Right. right. And last time it was Nashville, but it came right on the heels of us going to London I was oh like, I right! I can't. Or I was actually after Chicago, and I was like, I was just gone for London and yeah. for Chicago. I was like, I can't turn around and leave again. It's just not going to work in my schedule. Right, right. Uh, yeah. So if there ever was a year we're not going to have live shows, it's this one. But also can't travel that easily, so <laughs> that is out the window yeah. as well. Agreed. Agreed. It does kind of suck. Um, but anyway, uh, that is, uh, not the subject of anything we're counting down today on the top 10, uh, show. We're excited to be counting down this list, Matt. Uh, we initially talked about, um, this idea of doing the top 10 films ever mm-hmm. about brothers, uh, because there's a film coming out, uh, a fight film coming out with Charlie Hunnam. And I can't remember who else the other person is, but they are, he's like training him to be a fighter. Uh, and to do his thing there. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, we haven't done movies about brothers before in the past. So I sent it into Matt and Matt was down with it. But then Matt came back and was like, if we start talking about we're talking decades and decades of movies. Yeah. Uh, so we thought it'd be too much to be focusing on all of that. And so we thought we'd slice the atom a little bit and uh, do top 10 movies about brothers from the year 2010 to 2019 put us kind of in that conversation is that correct uh that is correct Hmm. um because even within that decade span there's a lot to choose from there there's a bunch of excellent movies uh yeah and plus some of these we may have only talked about a couple times so you know to make for a better discussion and more than likely everybody listening has seen the preponderance of these if not all of them yeah uh so, if there were a couple tough cuts, 
mm-hmm. um, overall. But I like I narrowed down to I think I had like fourteen or so right. on my final list. Wow. Um, okay. But it's like eleven. Eleven is my legit list type of right. thing. Right. Because I also was trying to. I wanted the brothers to be a really integral part of it. Yeah. Um, one way or, or another, but I didn't want it to them to be in the background type of thing. I might have a cheat on one. Okay. Um, but I can defend it, but if you want to kick it off, we can kick it off. So, oh, you know, you know, I'm, I'm sure it works. <laughs> just say, um, but yeah, um, cause it's related to the overall plot. That's kind of how I kind of cut it down. So, okay. Um, but yeah, that's the the reason we're doing it. Uh, there's a movie. Um, let me see if I can look it up real quick. I should have uh, probably had it up already for us to discuss, and that's that's on me. And I apologize to Charlie Hunter, who was great this year in The Gentleman. It was so funny in The Gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, it One of the last is movie that's on the theater. Yes, yes, yes. Isn't it? Oh yeah, it's called Jungle Land. That's it. Jungle Land. It's coming out uh, here in the theaters or supposedly coming out uh him and uh is it jonathan majors is that who plays his brother no 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 jack o'connell that's it jack o'connell mm-hmm. you know the guy from money monster the guy from uh yeah, yeah. um undefeated the, the angelina jolie movie yeah uh, so yeah they're brothers and he's training him to uh get into this uh, arena of boxing uh there's no hold bars no holds barred boxing match um and apparently becomes a fight for their lives. And this is from Max Winkler, the director there. So um, yeah. So that would be kind of fun for us to talk about. Matt agreed. So uh, let's get to it, Matt. What's your, uh, tell them how the show works, please. Once we set a topic, we go our individual ways, create personal top 10 lists, show back up here. I do my bottom three. He does his bottom three. I do my next two. He does his next two. Then we trade one a piece. Once we have revealed our personal top 10 list, we create the shows between the two of us. Boom. Uh, All right. So I literally just thought of one as we were talking. And I'm oh, really? To see, yeah. Okay. Trying to see if it would supplant anything on my list. Okay. Okay. That was the 11. It's like, there's really 11. When we started doing this, I was like, oh, yeah, what about that one? Right. Um, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and stay as is. I'm I'm hoping okay. you have it. Okay. We'll so it, 10, I've got Foxcatcher. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's my number nine. So that's fine. Perfect timing. Yeah. About uh, what Channing Tatum and Mark Ruffalo are brothers, they're wrestlers, Olympic wrestlers. Yeah. And then Steve Carell plays uh, DuPont, so a guy that has a weird relationship with Channing Tatum and, and yeah. creates this you know, training facility on his massive estate. He's a child of wealth, you know, the DuPont family and the chemical company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's never really worked a day in his life. Like at one point, isn't he trying to buy a tank? Yeah. Yeah. And it's something he's been after for a while. That's the type of money that he has. Mm-hmm. And so Ruffalo is the the greater, the wrestler of greater esteem yeah. amongst his peers and whatnot. And he's the formidable, you know, uh, favorite to win gold. And is it the Seoul Olympics they're going to? I think it's the Seoul Olympics. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, given like where it exists in my head as far mm-hmm. as time frame, And then, um, What's his name? Um, now I'm blanking on Ruffalo's brother. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's a good wrestler. He just wants to be as good. So he's like, he, he's down on himself and he deals with depression and bouts of insecurity and whatnot. 
And I would say almost unwittingly on some, to some degree, Corel's DuPont kind of preys upon that. Yeah. Because he has an, you know, a huge ego and no, no self-esteem. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's constantly being um, castrated emotionally and by his mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it constantly feels like he's, you know, doesn't live up to the expectations. Plus he's, a, he's weird in that, like it's all spectrum clearly. Uh, and a very unsettling part of the spectrum because uh, he doesn't, he vacillates between wanting to be your friend and then wanting to be superior to you and deludes mm-hmm. himself that he's the better wrestler than these other. Cause he's, cause that's the thing There's like, he wants to connect with these people because he sees them as salt of the earth kind of people who are these wrestlers. But by the same token, he also wants to be seen as not lesser than these guys. And because he's been handed money, he yeah. has no idea of how, to establish his own uh, credibility in the world, his own manhood in the world, his own, just his own thing. Everything is connected to his family. So he thought this is a way that he could do that, but yet he comes from a place of privilege. So mm-hmm. in his mind, he thinks, cause these lower class people can do this shit. So can I, because I'm born into a, a higher class cool. situation and he's ridiculously terrible at it. And they have to humor him because he's funding this wrestling team. He makes that documentary not about the wrestlers, but about the facility he's yeah. created and how great a mentor and, and coach and teacher he is right. to these guys that don't get anything from him. Yeah. And that's ultimately where the the very ending comes from him reviewing footage of that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it's just this weird to live in the headspaces of these three various characters. It's a haunting uh movie, and all three are excellent in it. Yeah, I, I just wish the movie overall was better, but I thought the movie, it was good. I just wanted it to be like an Oscar caliber movie, and I don't think it ultimately is. That being said, the performances from everybody involved are pretty great. And when what happens to Ruffalo happens to Ruffalo, it's pretty tragic. So it's yeah. just like you get the weight of it. But I just think some of the scenes just, I don't know. It just felt a little, it wasn't as cohesive as I was hoping for overall. Um, but it's an unsettling film, as Matt said. Absolutely. Well, I think the lack of cohesion also comes from the fact that all three, but, you know, DuPont and Channing Tatum aren't, you know, cohesive individuals, just mentally. Right. So maybe the the editing and whatnot and the placement is reflective of their mental thinking and, and train of thought, whatnot. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Give the mood of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's give you point. a kind of in peak inside their mind type of thing, but I don't I don't know if that was the case. Yeah. Uh but that's my 10. <laughs> All right. What's your nine? Uh my number nine is the sisters brothers. Uh okay. I, I couldn't put that on my list because I couldn't finish it. I really? tried to watch it on yeah, I tried to watch it on Hulu the other day and I just got completely bored about 45 minutes in and I'm a Westerns guy. But for whatever reason, just didn't work for me. The whole Jake Gyllenhaal supplied all of that. It just was like, oh. It took it into this weird so. kind of surrealistic Western mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. end with yeah. uh, Raz, uh, Riza, is it Raz Ahmed. Yeah, Riz Ahmed. Yeah, yeah, Riz yeah the writer. Yeah. Um, but between, like, well, he's the engineer, is he not? Or the chemist? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Gyllenhaal's a writer. I apologize. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's a chemical to put in the water and it makes gold just light up. And it's this 
you know, and they get sent out the uh, uh, Joaquin and John C. And Riley to kill him, but yeah. unbeknownst to them, it's for this reason by the Commodore. Um, I don't, I don't know. It has a lot of the trappings of a Western, but then this surrealistic aspect that comes in towards the end of it. Yeah. And uh, I like the chemistry between Joaquin and John C. Riley. Now the trailer made it seem more of a comedy than it ever was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's more of a, you know, it's more of a drama for sure. Right. Uh, but at the surrealism, as it kind of builds and grows and the payoff at the end, I just liked it because it's different than other yeah. Westerns and it stands out for that reason. Not many of them, the others you could have guessed where it was going to end or the, right. the formula wouldn't have looked, you know, so incredible with all the gold nuggets and everything. Yeah. Uh, so I liked it for that. It was a departure from expectations. Yeah. Yeah. I guess at some point I'll finish it. Um, I should finish it since I started it and it is a Western. It's just that, you know, I, and normally I wouldn't turn off a Western, but for whatever reason, just kind of didn't get its hooks in me like I was hoping. And I'd heard from a couple of people that it was damn good. Um, some of the reviews weren't great, but I yeah, it was thought, I'll give it its own thing. Yeah. So I would say mid 70s, maybe upper 70s. Yeah. Something like that on Rotten Tomatoes. Was it Joaquin and John C., right? His brothers. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 Interesting little film. Um, okay. What's your number eight? Uh, my eight um, is probably the closest to a cheat on my list. Okay. Which is the King speech. Uh, yeah. A little bit of a punt for me. Okay. On that one. So, uh, and I agree with you a little bit of a cheat, but yeah, I that, think it's that's why valid. it's lower. Just like, yeah. Yeah. doesn't have as much of an interaction anyway. All right. So uh, what do you got at 10? My 10 is uh, Logan lucky. Uh, that is, that's a punt. Okay. Not for long, but that's a punt. No worries. Uh, and then my number eight is the cheat that I was talking about um, earlier on in the show, and that is Manchester by the Sea. Okay, go for and it. The, the reason I say this is because it, the whole reason the movie happens is because Casey Affleck's older brother dies, and in his will, uh, he says that he wants Casey Affleck to take care of his son, and that's who Lucas Hedges plays. And so, and Casey Affleck, who had kind of like shut himself off from the world, uh, which you find out later why, and it's a horrible reason why, mm-hmm. uh, he was living in another town and he has to move back into this town where he had uh, divorced uh, his wife and he had lost his kids to a tragic accident um, and has to confront this stuff throughout the movie. Uh, and I get it. Some people may be listening and be like, oh, the accusations with Casey. I get that. But this is, you know, the top 10. We're just talking about these movies. Uh, and uh, for me, this film really is one that I absolutely adore. It's a slow burn that is worth mm-hmm. it when you get to the reason why it's a slow burn uh, and find out what happened to his kids and and uh, and his, and his marriage. Um, it's incredible. And it's one of the greatest acting performances i've seen from casey i mean how insane is it that casey affleck won a best actor oscar over his brother like it's insane his brother who's a huge superstar uh and he won it for manchester by the sea uh so just crazy to think about but you watch this movie kenneth Kenneth lonergan and the his brother is constantly haunting him as he tries to take care of his brother's kid and tries to come to terms with things and all of that, because the reason I think his brother did this is because uh, he knew that he wanted his younger brother to find his way back to the light or back to humanity. Mm. Uh, and by having him take care of uh, his son, um, he's kind of forcing him to do so. 
Okay. And so throughout the whole movie, the specter of this relationship of them as brothers uh, permeates all this interaction with him and his nephew uh, and everyone else involved in it because everyone else hates the fact that this is happening and they try to, you know, get get involved in this and get in between the situation. And then his ex-wife shows up later on in the movie, which is Michelle Williams, and they they have this phenomenal uh, scene where everything that happened in the past comes out between them mm-hmm. and they have this conversation and it's just like, man, it's one of the most um, poignant um, scenes I've ever seen in a movie of the last 20 years. I think I would say the last 20 years for sure. All right. So, I, yeah, yeah. I never saw it. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Intentionally. Uh, okay. I, yeah, it's everybody a two and a half says, hour movie. Like, oh, <laughs> 90% of the people I know were just like, oh, I was like, I got to be in a mood for that one. And I never think about it. I saw it looking for, you know, ideas for this one. I saw it and I was like, still haven't seen it. Not in the mood. Yeah. Yeah. I, can I watched something else for this that didn't make the list uh, just because I've always heard oh. good things. And I was like, ah, I want to watch that. Uh huh. But yeah, Manchester. Ooh. I saw it. And I was like, mm. <laughs> moving on. Yep. What do you got? Right. Uh, eight. That was my eight. Yeah. So what's your number seven? Oh, I'm sorry. That was your eight. Yeah. Uh, no my seven is the slight punt. Logan Lucky. Oh, okay. Yeah. Go ahead, man. I remember seeing the trailer and thinking, I don't know if this is going to work. Right. Right. It's Channing Tatum. And I was just kind of coming around to liking Channing Tatum. Mm-hmm. It's nothing against him. It's just, he was in step up movies or whatever the fuck it was. Right. And he hadn't really percolated up to my world all that much yet. Okay. Um, The Jump Street, uh, 21 Jump Street was the first time I was like, all right, this guy's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But you have that plus Adam Driver is just now establishing himself. Daniel Craig is doing an accent in the trailer. And I was like, ooh, this could be really terrible. And then saw it and I was like, what a great little caper. Yeah. Fun, amazing chemistry. Uh, the plot is inventive and engaging. Everybody is good from uh, him, like the, his interaction with his daughter, and then comes in at the end, you know, watching her sing Country Road. Yeah. Um, the sister is great. They got the mom, the mom. I mean, the Daniel Craig's character is something bang. Like he's a explosives expert during, and you see that it's, it's like a, a bad James Bond like pun. It's like there's no room for that in today's day and age, and it works after you see yeah. the movie. You're like, yeah, he's like Joe Bang or something, right? Um, but it just overall, it's so wildly successful, and it's all these great small, you know, not small but great acting uh, uh, jobs by everybody. They just they did what needed to be done in every scene. Yeah, really good stuff. I agree with you, man. Soderbergh did a fantastic job with this, um, and it, you know, like you said, it had every reason not to work. And it did work, and it's great performances from every involved. Craig is great. I mean, this is what Craig does best. I know the Bond stuff is the Bond stuff, but remember, he was a character actor before he got to play the lead in James Bond series for four films, and now five films whenever this No Time to Die comes out. But like Road to Perdition, uh, Tomb Raider. Yeah, but he had Layer Cake. Yeah, Layer Cake was just like kind of, oh, but even that was like a small independent film. Yeah. And Defiance was until after he got the Bond oh, situation. It? I it yeah, was right before it was right after Casino Royale, I think. Okay. Uh, um, and so, like, that, he got his shot to these. Oh, go, sorry, go ahead. What? I was just, in my head, like that came out right before, and then right mm. after was Golden Compass. 
Mm. Oh Jesus, Golden Gumpus! I don't even. I turned it off think after about that movie. The first hour. <laughs> yeah, no I was thanks. bored. It's a terrible film. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're sitting in that situation, sitting in 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 that, and seeing he's such a good character actor. But then Riley Keough as well. Uh, I hope that's how you say her name. She's Lisa Marisa Presley's daughter. Lisa Marie Presley's daughter. She's fantastic in this movie. I, I hadn't hmm. seen that TV series of the Girlfriend Experience, which was, of course, that Soderbergh Sasha Gray uh, sh- uh, film. I didn't see the TV series, but apparently she was great in the TV series. And so when I saw her in this movie, I was like, "Who is this? And why isn't she?" getting cast in a lot of things because she is fantastic and of course driver is great of course and, and yeah. uh, tatum is fantastic and the 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 scenes of humor are just because i mean playing dumb is easy if you want to play at surface it's lazy but, right it's lazy but playing dumb with like actual depth is is where well, good actors shine and i think yeah driver and tatum, tatum do that yeah they're not walking into a room trying to prove that they're the smartest person in there, but they're not exactly. stupid. Right. They're not stupid. Right. They're not exactly. stupid. They're yeah. sp- the, the caper they come up with once you see it fully unfolded at the very end. Yeah. Very smart. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Um, and like Adam Driver losing his arm. Great little moment of comedy. <laughs> great little moment of comedy. But the bow at the end when they're all in the bar and whatnot, oh, and there's the yeah. FBI agent. It's like, what it walked out of it? It's like, that was well written, was well acted, well shot, had a nice right. flow. It's just good top to bottom. It's never going to win a best picture, but no, no. damned if it's not entertaining as all hell. Isn't it Swank? Who's the FBI agent? Who's the FBI yes. agent? Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Good pull. I, as soon as you said it, I was like, yep, I can picture her now. I just knew that there was an FBI agent. It was a woman. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's my seven. Okay. What's your six? My six is hell or high water. Oh, that's a punt. Okay. Yeah. Not surprising. Um, all right. My number seven is a documentary. Uh, and I ha- and I have to put on the list because we have to be honest about these conversations. Um, three identical strangers. Well, that's called a punt. Okay. All right. All right. So then my and, number six. I don't want to give it away. But I have to put it on the list, Matt. So I'm glad you put it on your about list. brothers. Yeah, it is. Uh, then my number six is uh, Sing Street, which I know is not one of your favorites, but oh, I it's put not it on. One of my favorites. I just haven't seen it. Okay. You haven't I have it. no opinion of it whatsoever. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the film is, yeah, it's about the kid and he's trying to woo the girl there. I think it's in Scotland or Ireland. Um, but he, his brother is a significant part of the movie because his brother's the one who tried to be a musician and failed at it and is stuck living in his parents' home. Uh, I, I guess it's, it's an Irish movie because I forget Maria Doyle Kennedy is in it from the commitments and she's Irish. But like, uh, uh, so he's, so the main kid has to like kind of establish himself, wants to do, wants to not fail at trying to be a musician, wants to woo the, the older girl and, and fall in love with her. Uh, it's a very good film, a very sweet film, and good good music in it. Uh, but their relationship between the two brothers in the movie is really essential and integral to this kid's journey to where he wants to go. Uh, and his journey uh, at times causes friction between him and his brother because his older brother sees his younger brother succeeding at where he couldn't succeed. And it makes his uh, failure all the all the more uh, shines a light on it, uh, all the more brighter. And he wants to push back against it, uh, and it uh, becomes a thing throughout. And then eventually, of course, uh, they come to some conclusion or res- resolution on it. But yeah, the brothers' relationship is a really powerful part 
of this movie uh, and uh, influences the main character in a lot of what he does uh, and doesn't do to establish mm. what he wants to establish with his life. So, yeah. Yeah. I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah. It's a really Jeez. good one. And it's come up a lot for me lately of, you haven't seen that? Like, right. no, nope, I haven't seen it. It's not just like a, a roughly about 125,000 other movies. I yeah. haven't had the time to see them all. Right. Uh, and I remember the like the buzz about it when it came out. That was, was what a year apart with that, and what was the other one? Once, yeah, once was uh, yeah, once was around. It's like a, a year few, earlier, a few years before. I okay. Think. Um, um, both of those. It's there was good buzz. I yeah, didn't see them. It's nothing against them. I, I I couple those together as music oriented kind of. Yeah. Uh, dramatic. I love uh, once is a love story is it? yeah once is 2007 and sing street is like 2015 maybe 2016 so yeah yeah but yeah once is good and they even turned it into a stage play and a music oh not- you're frozen again all right hey, they turned it into a stage play and a musical as well yeah cool yeah and the two people dated for a while and then broke up afterwards yeah it's like- they, they did a documentary about that too uh, yeah, they were called the Swell Season was their actual group name. Oh, that's right. Then, I've heard of them. I've listened yeah. to a couple of tunes. Yeah, not too bad. Um, all right, where are we at? You're number five? Uh, yep, my five is three identical strangers. Okay, so with the slight bump. All right, cool. In the first iteration of my list, it was number two. <laughs> fair. Absolutely fair. But then it became a rewatchability. How many times? I've right you see it once you know the story the crazy thing is so um a friend of ours her husband was friends with one of the brothers oh wow yeah we went down to they um wow we rented bikes they lived down by the beach and we went and rode bikes on the boardwalk with masks and shit you know one sunday just to do something right and we were sitting out and uh having uh uh Chips and chips on our own, like our own separate bags of chips and little mm-hmm. guacs. You get like all these individual little things from this Mexican shop. And we're right. just sitting there talking. We're talking about movies. And it's like, oh, we got on the docks. And it's like, if you've never seen Three Identical Strangers, like it's a good one. And yeah. the guy was like, funny enough, <laughs> you know, the dude that goes to college. Well, I was one of his buddies and we got drunk all the time. And then he left after freshman year and then the other brother joined. So that plot point in it. And then that brother started getting called. And that's when they started to begin to figure out. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, I'm friends with one of the two. Right. Uh, or at least was at the time. I don't know right. when the last time he was uh, saw him. He lives out here now and has for a few decades. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, wow, what a small fucking world, man. <laughs> I just never and, know. Yeah. It's bananas. I don't want to ruin it for anybody that hasn't seen it. It's like just when you think hmm. you understand the left turn that's coming, there's another fucking left turn. Yeah. And you're like, Jesus, how far into the, the rabbit hole must we go? Yeah, like all great documentaries, it's got so many things going at the same time and mm-hmm. twists and turns to the story uh, that you don't see coming and that makes it unique and great. Uh, and certainly that the Three Identical Strangers does that. I remember seeing them on Donahue, you know, because my – Mom used to watch Donahue, and so she'd record it on VHS and then watch it later on in the day. And, we'd, and I'd watch it after she'd finished recording it. And so mm-hmm. 
I remember seeing them on Donahue and that was probably the last time I thought about that story or that I, that thing until I saw the footage on in the movie. And I was like, Oh my God, this, these are the same guys. I distinctly remember this episode because they were like so happy to be around each other. So chummy, so friendly. So all of that, that you couldn't help but remember that when you watch that episode. And of course, what happens in the movie, you find out all, the things that happen afterwards, which yeah. makes it even more of an interesting documentary and a heartbreaking documentary yeah. for sure. They easily could have done three identical sisters. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it exists. Yeah, sure. In the context sure. of this, by the time you get to the end, to another left turn, you're like, yeah. holy shit. Right. Holy right. shit. <laughs> and then you begin to process that. And yeah. then they're like, and then this happened. And you're like, who who okayed all of this? Yeah. And we won't know for another 50 years. Yeah. Which sucks. Yeah. I don't even want to say why we won't know. Right. Because that helps with like another one of the twists. It's just mind boggling mm-hmm. that it's a true story. Yeah. It, it seems like it's just so farcical that it would have been written. Right. Agreed. Absolutely yeah. agreed. Bananas. If you haven't seen it, Matt and I both recommend it. If you haven't seen it, it's been because uh, yeah. it's on there in the streaming services. If you've been like, I don't know what I want to what I want to watch tonight, watch Three Identical Strangers. Trust me, do not judge a yeah. book by its cover. This it movie is, worth is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so that's your number five. Correct. So my five is the punt from earlier, the king's speech. Okay. Yeah, I like this film, dude. It still works for me. Oh, Saw it again the it. other day. Yeah, good. I just love. I just go ahead. You yeah. got it higher, so start us off. Oh yeah, yeah, just saying. I saw it again the other day. First time. I, first time I've seen it in a long time, a few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, does this hold up still? And I found myself completely yes, enthralled and enjoying it, and their relationship and their chemistry. And that's the key, right, Matt? When you're watching these movies, the watchability is, or the rewatchability hinges on, will I enjoy these performances again? And Jeffrey Rush and Colin Firth are stellar in the movie and Helena, of course, Helena as well. Um, and their interactions throughout. Now that's not mm-hmm. the brothers. Obviously it's, it's Guy Pierce as, uh, as the, uh, as uh, I can't yeah, the remember. abdicator. Yeah. The king that abdicates this King Edward who abdicates uh, and makes the way for King George, which is who Peter Firth plays. And if you watch the crown, it's the Colin. Jared Harris character. Uh, was that Colin Firth? Oh, Col- I'm sorry. Colin Firth. Did I say Peter Firth? Oh my bad, uh, yeah. Colin didn't have for quite the career that Colin <laughs> no, he did not. against Peter. He's a good actor. <laughs> no offense, no offense, Peter. But yeah, yeah. Colin uh, uh, plays the uh, the king there, who takes over, and his um, playing speech impediment. The, yeah, the speech impediment. The way he plays that impediment is believable. It's not done in a way that's like put on. It's very organic in what he's struggling with, his frustrations, his anger, his lashing out uh, that he has at certain moments, as well as his empathy and vulnerability and caring sensibility, um, the things he struggles with, you understand, and the pressure, mm-hmm. because he had no one, he was never going to be king. It was never his plan to be king, uh, and he had this happen to him because his yeah. brother abdicated for love. Uh, and what that means. And they talk about this on The Crown. They cover this on The Crown, which is really fun. If you haven't seen the first season of The Crown, all of this gets relived again. Uh, but it's this relationship with uh, with Jeffrey Rush that is just so incredible, man, to revisit again. Um, and it's such a well-directed film as well. Yeah. And the unique thing of it, so it's a war movie, but it's mm-hmm. about bolstering the morale 
of a populace, yeah. i.e. the United Kingdom. Um, and, you know, on the face of it, it's like, oh, it's a king with a stammer. But if he's going to do these fireside chats, so to speak, and he has to speak to the nation, he needs to instill in them the confidence that they can win this war to give them the belief that they may not themselves have, but the collective yeah. has together. Yeah. So if he it shows they don't know him, so they don't know that he's got this psychologically ingrained within him speech impediment from a yeah. nanny that would pinch him and whatnot and always like favored his older brother. Right. And he had existed under the belief that he would never have to deal with the weight of the crown right? and to be thrust into the position because his brother abdicates because his brother is a child. Yeah. He just wants to live his playboy lifestyle and hang about with his what two or three times divorced American well, woman. Yeah. Yeah. Um and you know, the Church of England, the C of E was not going for that. Yeah. That they she couldn't marry in and be queen. That was never gonna happen. So it was an easy right. way for him to say, I'm out. Right. Uh and who knows if that was the case. Maybe he, you know always loved her and that was the the cost of that love perhaps yeah. that is the case yeah maybe it was a, a marriage of the two i don't know right um but such a simple idea and it's the reason it is seven on mine is because the the brother abdicating is the motivation for the thrust of the movie and why he has to overcome all of this but the you spend time with the king and his speech therapist right right so right, that's right. That's why it's seven. If it's a, how much do I like this movie? It's going to be much higher on my list. Right. I understand that. Definitely. Yeah. It was my choice. I'm glad it won best picture that year. There was mm -hmm. a lot of worthy, like four, I think three or four movies easily could have won that year. Yeah. I was happy that this won. Yeah. Yeah. Still holds up too. like, and that's the important thing. We talk about rewatchability. Yeah. Um, all right. What's your number four? Uh, my four is the raid. Oh, yeah, I didn't put it on my list. Didn't even think to put it on my list. Wow, great choice. Well, because ultimately, it. it's the brother, and the brother has to come back from the yeah. dark side. Yeah. And the dad, that 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 whatever intro of, like, you know, bring him back, but they don't tell you who the him is, or they can kind of surmise. Right. Um, fairly early on what it great is. Choice. Great choice. Yeah, because then it's the two of them, and they have that amazing 15-minute-long, ridiculous, nobody could ever managed to have this much energy for a fight but it's still ultra, uh, incredible to behold and i watched uh Catherine and i watched episode one of gangs of london oh yeah dude we're all I we just it. finished episode five it's so she, good see she thought she was too violent for her <laughs> the, yeah, that's the guy who did the raid yeah 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 i didn't tell her that going in because she's never seen the raid so all uh, right it would have been pointless too but the <laughs> hatchet or the oh yeah the Butcher knife, the machine. It's not a machete. The hatchet, whatever it is. I don't want to spoil it for those that haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah. When she saw that, she went, <gasps> I think I'm out going forward. And I was like, yeah. okay, I need to watch it solo. But I was yeah. like, this, this is, this is good. It's worth it, man. We're, we just finished episode five and it's normally I can get my hands on, um, shows from overseas. Like I find links and stuff. This is one that they've got a lock and key, man. It's already shown in the UK, all the episodes, uh, but I'm watching it on AMC. They have like an AMC next level thing. You pay okay. a couple of bucks a month or three bucks a month for four bucks a month for, and you can watch this every week as it drops. We just finished the fifth episode and I can't find any, I can't find the other five episodes. It's driving me insane because I want to finish the series out. 
Um, and it looks excellent. And it gets deeper and deeper, and the mystery deepens, and you get more with Colmini as the episodes go along. So in flashbacks, so it's great yeah, stuff. Yeah, I assume. I've only stuff. seen the opening, but there's no reason to cast Colmini. They're right. You know, for like if one, that was, scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if that is all he's going to be used for yeah. in the pilot. And I was like, well, yeah. that, he's coming back. We're going to have flashbacks with him. Yeah. But the one thing Gather did say, he was like, dude, this guy's good, like with the action. Yeah. And okay. I, I want to tell her, be like, oh, it's from the people that do the raid. So more than likely, this was one of their guys type of thing. But she's never yeah. seen. Right. So, yeah, the raid is just next level Yeah. fight action sequences with a story you care about. And to this day, it still bugs me that I haven't seen that villain pop up in anything else because he is just oh, yeah. perfect. Right. He could easily play the villain in so many different things. Yeah. Um, well, maybe he's just staying stay in his own lane and not wanting to jump out too much, maybe. Yeah, but the other uh, uh, the the lead police officer and the True. I guess lead henchman bald guy whatever they've gone on they were in Force Awakens yeah right and they've gone on to other things uh, especially John cop. Wick or was that the the Raid Two guys in John Wick the two dudes who were in John well the Raid Wick fighting. Two does have both of those guys in it doesn't don't they because yeah, well, in john wick three the two guys yeah. he fights are those are the those guys from the raid okay so, yeah uh, yeah i know one is for sure which is the henchman gotcha, the, gotcha. yeah the lead bad guy outside of the heavy in the, the raid redemption yeah but yeah so that's my four cool all right my four is big hero six okay uh it didn't make my list okay all right I love this movie. Absolutely love this movie. And, uh, you know, obviously, once again, it's another one of these movies that's influenced by the the death of the brother. But we do get a, we do get some time with the brother at the beginning of the movie. So it isn't starting off with the brother's death. We do get time with the brother in the movie to establish this relationship that he has uh, with the main character, the kid. Uh, and that influences the kid's journey in dealing with the loss of his brother and also dealing with the Baymax and uh, having this trying to connect with the Baymax and having to figure out this relationship. And um, there's just so much great stuff that happens throughout the movie. He brings this team together. They have to figure out, they all knew his brother. And so they have to figure out how to go on themselves and this way of bringing themselves, bringing themselves all together uh, to figure out how to process this process, the loss while also figuring out how to work together as a superhero team is a lot of fun. Then when you find out who the actual villain of the movie is, you're like, Oh my God. And then when you find out the reasons for why this person did what they did, it really tests your feelings about hating this person and, uh, or being yeah. mad at this person. And I'm, I love that about the movie um, and great uh, uh, voiceover work by everybody involved. And especially Scott Atsit, who is of course from 30 rock him doing the voice of Baymax, just so well done. Uh, it's a sweet, heartbreaking and awesome film. Uh, that I would thoroughly recommend to anybody who hasn't seen it. Yeah. Give it a chance. I, I just wanted more brother screen time type of thing. Mm, I get it. I get it. Um, but it's an excellent choice. And if, yeah. if yeah, if your definition was like, well, the blood, just like Manchester by the Sea, the brother yeah. is the motivation and it's integral to the thought process of the main character type of thing. Yeah. It looms large over yeah. everything. And I guess on some level, Baymax is a representation of his it's brother. It's an extension. Yeah. Of yeah. the brother. And yeah. Um, um, hey, and we how, even get one more scene with the brother later on in the movie. Thanks. How Max. do I uh, uh, look on your screen? Because you are heavily pixelated on mine. Oh, no. Uh, you look fine. Let me, if okay. I'm heavily pixelated, let me dump out and I'll okay. come back in. Hold on. 
Well, I, I don't know. I was just staring at the screen thinking it was going to be instantaneous. I forgot that he has to dip out and dip back in. And uh, that's great for those watching and those listening. You got two and a half seconds of me just blankly staring at nothing. Uh, how is everybody? There we go. He's coming back in. Am I still? No, nah, you look better. Okay, cool. Although you just froze there. There, there we go. All right, what were we at? Uh, what was that, your four? Yeah, that's your three now. Uh, my three is Warrior. Uh, that is a punt. Okay, well, we know yeah. that is a punt, too. <laughs> what is your number three? Uh, my number three is Hell or High Water. Okay. Which is the punt from earlier. Absolutely loved it. Thought it was fantastic. Um, really was surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Um, and, um, wanted to, how can I say this? Wanted to go back into the theater and watch it again right after it was done. Uh, and the work being done by everybody in this film, uh, from Ben Foster to Chris Pine, to Jeff Bridges, to, oh God, what's the guy they always accuse me of looking like to that guy. Um, just great oh. stuff overall. Um, and great work and fantastic stuff by, uh, by the director, Tyler Sheridan, uh, in this movie as well. So, and the relationship with his brothers are just so strong throughout the movie. It is so much uh, a reason for the entire movie to exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't go the conventional route that you think, oh, the one's too wild. So the other one is just going to like, you know, eventually see the light and have to get rid of the wild one. No, there's actually legitimate affection and understanding for each other. Uh, and I love that twist in the movie that it becomes more about there. And then the sacrifice is actually one for the other. And you don't anticipate that one being the one that sacrifices for the other throughout. And it's got something to say about our world going on right now. It's got something to say about people struggling mm-hmm. uh, to, uh, you know, to avoid forfeitures on their houses, people struggling in the economy, banks not giving a shit about people, just wanting their money from people so they can take their land and give it to other people who pay them money. Uh, it's got so much to say about our world and the reasons. And so you don't really hate them for what they do no. uh, or think they're, think they're um, evil for what they do. They have a reason for why they're doing the things they're doing. Yeah, but it just to vilify banks, all banks like that. It's like, well, I I don't recall if they specifically say that the banks are unwarrantedly taking it. It's just they they've you know reneged on their contract that they signed, and they're not covering their mortgage. And part mm-hmm. of this is eventually you will default on this loan, mm-hmm. so you got this in good faith. So you've now violated the contract that you agreed to, and we loaned you the money to buy this. Right, but you also know those banks uh, a few years ago were doing those uh, shady loans to... Yeah, I'm not... uh, I don't remember just if we got the motivation of the banks being underhanded is what I mean. All right. Uh, You know, they're not all bad. (laughs) I'm not saying they're all bad, but in the context of the film, they're robbing these banks because these banks are foreclosing on the people. There's a great line in the John Cougar Mellencamp song, which is Scarecrow, and he says... Hey, John, it's just my job. Hey, calling it your job, oh, hush, so don't make it right. But I'll pray, say a prayer for your soul if it helps you sleep tonight. You know, so it's just like things like that. There's always been the argument of the people, so to speak, the people of the land fighting against the banks because the banks uh, aren't understanding about crops and the up and down uh, nature of farming. You know? so, yeah. An economic policy from a federal sense. Yeah. Uh, has changed over time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. 
But yeah, the it's just a it's an, it's basically it's a western, but it's not a western, but it's a western. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Yes. Absolutely. That's no country. It's not a western, but it yeah. is a western. Yeah. It is, but it isn't. Right. And yeah, I'm always down for uh, more Chris Pine, and I uh, yeah. uh, I think that dude is great, mm-hmm. and I wish he got more shots, even though he's yeah. got a ridiculous number of shots. Yeah, I agree with you. But he's always, I'd like him in every single thing I've ever seen him in, even yeah. if I felt the movie was just okay. Just like, man, I like that guy. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's because we look so similar, you know? <laughs> sure. You that you get confused for the one guy, it's Chris Pine for me all day long. Yeah, like Gil Chris Pine? No, I'm name. sorry, it's not. Uh, <laughs> That's Jim that knows. But your eyes are just as dreamy. Thank you. <laughs> That's in the, like, the context of the four Chris's who's oh, yeah. looking. It's just like, oh, man, I think it's neck and neck for me for, with Hemsworth and Pine. I think those are your two best looking Chris's. Mm. I would probably take Hemsworth. I'd have to take Pine. It's it's close. Yeah, it's close. It's, it's close. like a, a Paul Newman, Robert Redford. I don't, oh, yeah. I guess Redford, but Newman's yeah, got a... I've always gone the Newman route. I know it's yeah. it's tough. It's like fifty one forty nine. It's not I like know it's the some... theory. Yeah, yeah, it's close. It's whatever you're in the mood for on that day. Whichever one appeals to you the most on that day. True, yeah. true. And this is not a conversation I anticipated us having on this show. <laughs> That's the top ten for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Chris Pratt's getting all kinds of shit on on social media. You know, people. I know for. Have we got nothing else to be worried about in life that this is what we're turning our attention to? Do we, first off, A, do we know? And B, it's fine. It's his choice. If he chooses to, it is his choice. Right. Because ultimately, you, you know, take issue with the people out there pushing conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If they're of the James Woodsian type of, that dude bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. But. Lil Pump coming out and supporting Trump. Well, apparently came down to one issue, which is the new tax bracket he'll be in under Biden. Yeah. That made his decision. That is his choice. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Whereas the Kanye, just like, I don't know what conspiracy you're spinning, man. So this is really, it's all fucking weird. This is all yeah. fucking weird. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you want to support him, go right ahead. That is your right. choice and right as an American. And technically, has he publicly supported him? Uh, no, I not that I've heard him say, no, it was just him making fun of the voting thing, I think is what. Yeah. And his absence people. He's absent from, from the full throated praise of yeah. Biden. Right, right. So that makes him guilty by omission. Which is why I think is, um, how can I say, it? I think it's not necessary, right? I think if we're going to talk about tolerance and what have you we have to be okay with someone voting for the other side as well yeah and by that i mean he's got every right to do that yeah and for other stars to come in and be like boo this man or kill this man it's not right you know the way james woods does it he's a dick about it so that's i don't care about said john boy yeah they're both dicks about it but if someone is to be a Trump supporter and is like, you know, it's just it's just my feeling about him and I, I, I you know, his policies or whatever, then fine, knock yourself out. 
But if you're being a dick about it, there's the difference, right? Um, yeah, and both sides. Yeah, both, right. Exactly. Exactly. Somebody that just loves everything about Biden and be like, I'm sorry, there's no politician I 100% care for. Yeah. There's yeah, just yeah. not. I have my issues with some of Biden's policies as well. Right. As well. right. Even it's, Obama. I had some issues with Obama's policies. His, of course. He kicked out so many people who came to this country as immigrants trying to build a life. He kicked out a lot of people. I hated it. But there's other policies I was on board with. So it's, it's a balancing act, and it's a personal thing for everybody. That's kind of why your vote is what yeah. your vote is, you know? You just should, I, I put my vote with the individual I agree with more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. His policy seemed to reflect what I'd like to see done more in the world. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just that's the influence I think needs to be exerted at that type of level. Right. Uh, this has been your this has been your political minute brought to you by the top show. And you're pixelated again. I don't know. Uh, your audio is crystal clear. Yeah. I don't know why this is happening. It's so weird. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna dump out again. All right. For I mean, for those watching, it was pixelated for a big chunk of that. I was kind of hoping it would just come back to earth and be fine. I don't want him to feel like he has to keep jumping out and jumping back in. Uh, but I know if you're watching, you want to see be able to see both of us as clearly as humanly possible. And this has been the obvious minute from the one and only Mr. Matt Nost. Uh, are you guys enjoying Settle the Score? If you haven't, check it out. Uh, it's a, a game show where uh, my partner, Andy Merriweather, plays. I give a context clue. He plays the the tune, and the contestants guess the movie. So it's a shitload of fun, and we've had a ton of people on. we got a bunch more great guests coming up. Uh, check that out. Hopefully, John is jumping back in here any second now. Um, and you can find Settle the Score anywhere you uh, get podcasts. So just search, search Settle the Score, or you can follow me on Twitter at Matt Nost, and I post the weekly tweet about it over there. I interact with people that chime in, just like I do for Top Ten. Uh, let's see. The Dodgers won the World Series. I wish I cared about baseball, but I don't. But it's good to see that they won because, you know, they got robbed by the Astros, and some people were saying that they got robbed by the uh, the Red Sox as well. I have no idea. I stopped watching a f- number of years ago. So I don't know the full ins and outs. The Astros, it's impossible not to. Um, but congrats to the Dodgers. And now we move on. NFL's going nice and strong. Here we go. All right. How's Barcelona's that? cleaning up the mess that they've got over there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait, wait, they... I mean, it's still stalling every intermittently, but you're. Oh. it's not pixelated anymore. They won today, Barcelona. Did against, they? Against Juventus in the Champions League, so. Good victory there. Well, that's a solid W. Yeah, that is a solid W. Uh, are you happy for the Dodgers winning the World Series? Or sure, yeah. Okay, I don't have a dog in the fight, so might as well be the city that I live in. Right there, you go. Um, I don't know if the celebration was any greater than lost than the Lakers. That was just I don't know what people are doing, man. Crowds out there getting crazy, not wearing a mask, going nuts. I mean, I get celebrating, dude, but it's a ball game. It's not even fucking real. It's a ball game. You know what I'm saying? Celebrate the COVID vaccine like that. You know, celebrating a championship like that. It's like, I don't get it, man. I I, I know. I guess and it wasn't just young people out there. There was some older people out there. And it's like, it's dangerous, man. But I guess people are just going to do whatever the fuck they want to do, man. And who cares if it spreads to other people? There's this COVID situation. So I don't know. I felt that way. Have that Mamba mentality, man. <laughs> I guess you so, won't dude. get it. <laughs> That's what it is. 
Um, all right, where are we up to? Uh, so that was your three, right? Yep. Hell or yep. high water. Yep, yep. Uh, so my two is 1917. That's my two. Absolutely. Great. So you don't have my number one. Uh, I don't think so. So that's it might crazy, be a, Doc. it might be a number one that's really great, and I just forgot about it. I might have to adjust my entire list. We shall see. I, I don't think so. Okay. All right. Go I ahead. Don't agree with me at all. Uh, 1917. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's it's not as though the two main protagonists are brothers. No, but he's a he's trying to save his brother. Right. Yeah. It's a you know, uh, basically one you're of with. Yeah. Private Ryan trying to save his brothers right. from their inevitable fate type of deal right. where they find out the information they have to go through and get ahead before this charge goes off because it's a trap lying in wait yeah. and just crossing through no man's land is the two of them. It, it makes sense. You couldn't send a full battalion. So sure. if you can send two guys to scurry through, they've got actually, I would assume, technically a better chance of being able to make it up there. Yeah. And I mean, 1970, it is it is beautiful. Yeah. It is incredibly well paced for such a simple premise. Yeah. Um, it is well acted, it's well shot. It I mean, Sam Mendez really did outdid himself mm-hmm. in all of this. The single shot the whole time is really effective. Yeah. I agree. Uh, just we're following, you know, we're a fly on the wall just as we follow these two guys trying to make it and stop this calamitous event from unfolding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the, the back and forth between the guys as they go through this process uh, and the things that they experience and the, um, I don't know, the twists and turns that happen in war, uh, the randomness of war, um, what it exposes. All of that it gets pursued so well in this movie and portrayed really well in this movie. All the different actors from multiple things that you've enjoyed in British cinema or British television that pop up is great to watch. Um, the way the pace of this thing builds, mm-hmm. um, what happens to one of them, uh, what it leads to, all of that, just incredible stuff uh, overall. So I love the movie. Um, I just got it in 4K from one of the one of my patrons as a, as a birthday gift. Uh, and I can't oh, wait. Nice. Yeah. I can't wait to pop it open in 4k and watch it and enjoy it all over again. Cause I haven't seen it since the second or third time I saw it in a the theater. I guess I saw it three times in theaters. I haven't seen it since then. And uh, I can't wait to pop it on at some point in the next week or two and watch it all over again and just get lost in the movie. And uh, um, yeah, all of it just so incredible, man. And we've talked about it you know, a number of times. On the but, show. Uh, so, actually, I mean, I think, I think it's only come up. You know, maybe three times so oh, far. Okay. All right. Which for a movie that's less than a year old, uh, it's not bad that we fit it onto True. You know, a number of lists. True. Uh speaks to its staying power or what we It does. I think I think it's I love the fact that, you know, people of Cumberbatch's level would not only have the tiniest of parts. Yeah. And it makes it all the more effective because you get more immersed, at least I did, in the story because you don't know Technically, it, you don't have as much familiarity with these two actors. Yeah. So the suspension of disbelief is much easier as opposed to if you had made it Cumberbatch or Colin Firth or Colin Farrell or, you know, throw a dart at any English actor that would love to True. have done this. True. Actually, technically, it would have been young enough. So maybe Eddie Redmayne. Mm. Sure. Um, Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland would have been He's a great British. choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
See, I think Killian Murphy is probably too old. Yeah, too old. Tom maybe, Hardy is probably too old. Maybe Charlie Hunnam. Maybe him. Might be too old. Right on the edge. Yeah. I think Holland is the best hmm. of that that cat like that tier name status. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good call. Yeah. Um because Chalamet's from the US, isn't he? Like New York. Right. Yeah, yes. Uh I'm su- assuming you want to do British actors like that, but Agreed. Technically, you don't have to. It's not like it's Dunkirk, where this is a very distinctly British. True, true. Whereas 1917, you could have made that any number of forces if you wanted to. Yeah, who wants to do the uh, one take, one take movie? Who's ready? Yeah. Um, all right, what's your number one, man? Uh, my number one is Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, I yeah, I just couldn't put it on the list. But I, I respect that you put it on the list. So go ahead. I mean, you just don't like hilarious, <laughs> genuinely hilarious. Yes, it's great film. Endlessly rewatchable. True. Entertaining. Yes. One of the most complex dynamics between two characters within all of superhero films mm-hmm. and especially the MCU. Yes. Uh, it starts with, you know, once Thor gets back to Asgard and Loki is playing the part uh, of the father and then they have to go off and search and it's them kind of searching for their own identities and protecting their people. And it's, it's just basically the two of them interwoven the whole time. Mm-hmm. It's a movie about two brothers and whether or not they're going to actually cement their brotherhood or there's always going to be this fracture between the two of them. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think it's, it is ripe for this list. I, it's, okay. it's easily my number one. I will watch this movie more than every other one on my list. No question. Uh, I would agree with you. Uh, I'll probably watch Thor Ragnarok more than any other movie on this list. Um, But unfortunately, in my mind, I don't see it as a brother's movie. And I'm not, obviously, I'm not taking away it being your number one, just in my opinion. I think Dark World or the first Thor has more to do with their relationship. I think Ragnarok is more about Hulk and Thor and their relationship that it is about Loki and Thor, even though Loki's in the movie and Thor's in the movie and they do start out that way. Uh, and they touch base on a couple of things. It's more about Thor coming together on, with they, his, I, look, it's just my opinion. It's Loki has to join forces with him to stop Hela from taking over. And they have to basically cement the legacy of their father. And it's Loki admitting that this man was my father for ill or for, you know, good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think the overall arc of Loki finally coming over to, and then what he does in infinity war only makes sense because of Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the fact that that, that character has now made a pivot to being one of the good guys. But Still, that relationship is already established throughout the movie through most of the movie. Like they have that joke about him breaking up. They, they joke about stuff at Dr. Strange. They joke about also there and they're there when, uh, yeah, um, when the dad that- shows up. Hella's more the relationship that gets explored in the movie if we're talking any sibling stuff. I, see, I think like but, when Thor when Loki thinks he's tricked him and Thor put that little shocking thing on him because no, yeah. ultimately it's the growth of Thor and understanding of Loki. He's been yeah. lying to himself through the previous you know, three movies that they've been together in. Right. Saying I had to know who you were and then Loki coming back in the third act and being like, you know what? I am the things that you think I am. It's the growth of both characters thor giving up the blind naivete and loki kind of growing up Mm -hmm. uh 
So you're incorrect, but let's go ahead and get to your number <laughs> one. <laughs> all right. If you need that, take it. That's all yours. I don't care. I don't need to win this one. Uh, my number one uh, is uh, the one from earlier, Warrior, uh, a film that's actually about brothers. And I, I think it's a fantastic film. Uh, what does that mean? That still holds up. Hey, you want to claim you won? You won. Go ahead. But in my mind, this is this is the film that I think should be number one, and it's a fantastic film. Both of these guys just give delivering incredible performances. Tom Hardy, uh, Joel Edgerton, uh, Nick Nolte. My God, Nick Nolte is stellar in this movie. Um, showed it to Lindley the other day. She'd never seen it. She's a massive Tom Hardy fan. She'd mm. never seen it. We watched the first hour. Uh, before we had to run off and do something else, but she was thoroughly enjoying it. And I forget how good Nick Nolte and how essential he is to this movie yeah. because it is about these two brothers, but it's also about these two brothers relationship with their father mm-hmm. and, the, and the mom who's of course absent in the movie she's passed, but how much that has, you know, corroded or infected their approach to the world. One is the caretaker. The other one is the wild card as a rebellion, uh, and all the stuff that he gets involved in. And the other one is the caretaker, but then now pressed into this situation where he has to go to this extreme because of money problems, because he is the caretaker and what he has to do. And then to confront his younger brother in the ring uh, and bring in all the baggage of the family now for everybody to watch on public, uh, on television rather, in public. Um, just incredible. Gavin O'Connor outdid himself in this movie. I just watched The Way Back for the first time, the Ben Affleck one. It's a good movie. It's a good yeah. movie, but it's not Warrior. Warrior just no. is playing on so many other uh, levels emotionally for you. And uh, as someone who is, has a strained relationship with his own brother, it's a film that speaks uh, volumes to me as well, seeing the interactions uh, when they do have interactions between uh, Edgerton and Hardy. So just a fantastic film. Um. Yeah, you can. If you if you can't connect to that, then the alcoholic father. Yeah. There's the resonance there, and I didn't have that, but I'm I'm an alcoholic, so it's just like wow, that's it's such a interesting portrayal, and yeah, you really connect to it. You feel for Nick Nolte and understand oh, why the kids have disavowed him. Yeah, uh, you get it, right? It's yeah. it's a there's a the, so, the family is fucked up, man. We all got our own fucking journeys. And the shit we're trying to navigate and get over and the demons we're trying to confront and get past. And we also also have to kind of maintain this relationship. And where's where do I get to be selfish? And where do I have to keep giving of myself? Where's the line? And it's always different for everybody. And we're so willing to judge the other person. It's just it's just like a, a lot to deal with. And it gets really explored in this movie. Uh, yeah, so that's your number one. Great. It choice. is. Yeah. Thank you. So let's start putting this bad boy together. Okay. All right. Um, I got the bongos right here. So oh, I would assume 1917 is number one then because we both had it at two. Well, okay. one, one three, I guess, would be two, two. Two twos, yeah. So Warrior, 1917. Yeah. I think Thor Ragnarok next, but, you know, personally. <laughs> Where's hell or high water for you on your list? Bad boy on there, six. Okay. Do you want to go hell or high water next? Yeah, sure. And um, if King's Speech at five? I do have it at five, yeah. Well, that's five, eight, and then Logan Lucky is seven. Ten. 
710. We both have. Where do you have three identical strangers? Oh, that's right. At five, what? Seven. All right. So I would say three identical strangers next. Okay. Then, I, okay. King King speech five eight is that right? You yep. got five. That works. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. We'll save Logan Lucky till later. Do we put Foxcatcher on the list? That's my nine. Is that on your list? That, it's my ten. So we okay, okay. We got that, we and we got Logan Lucky. Later. Okay. We only have so we got seven, eight, nine, and ten. Okay. Um, I have my number, th- my number four. So do I. Which is what? Big Hero 6. Um, I have the Raid. Yeah, I think we have to flip on that one. Really? Because I think the, the Raid A has more of the brother in it. And B, personally, I like I the mean, Raid we let Thor Ragnarok go at three. And let it go, did you? The brother's barely in it. Um, let it go. Really? Thor Ragnarok's brother's barely in it? Barely in it. It's more about, yeah. okay. more about Big the Hero Hulk and Hela. Big hero is he's adios after about yeah. ninety seconds of screen time. <laughs> a little more than that, but he's mm, fine. Ninety-two seconds. <laughs> I gotta grab some change. One second. All right, man. All right. Well, there goes Matt. I uh, hope I'm not pixelated anymore. I apologize for those of you who saw me being pixelated. I guess it must have been something going on here with the uh, internet. Sometimes the way it goes. Um, so it's the game nowadays. The internet. Um, All right. So yeah. Yeah. So I believe you called it last. All right. I'm flipping now and okay. tails. And the answer is. Big Hero 6. Oh, well, well, well. Much to match chagrin. Um, and Logan Lucky and Foxcatcher and we're done. Okay. Okay. Good to go. Cool. All right. Here we, and here we go. All right. The top 10 movies about brothers from 2010 to 2019. Yeah. At number 10. Foxcatcher. At number nine. Logan Lucky. At number eight, The Raid. At number seven, Big Hero 6. At number six, King Speech. At number five, Three Identical Strangers. At number four, uh, Hell or High Water. At number three, Thor Ragnarok. At number two, 1917. And our number one film about a movie about brothers from 2010 to 2019 is Warrior. 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 <laughs> um, Warrior. Great movies. The one that I thought of as we were getting ready to start was oh, The Fighter. Yeah. The Fighter. Oh, is that 2010? It's 2010. Oh, shit. We should have put that on the list. I uh, know. I was hoping you you would have that, and I wouldn't feel guilty about that I, having it on my list. I tried watching it the other day, and the fighting sequences are absolutely horrible and so i just kind of removed that movie from my mind great stuff from christian bale mm-hmm. and of course amy adams but i totally forgot about um 
uh, yeah, about the fighter. So uh, maybe next time. Maybe next time when we do an overall uh, discussion about about brothers. But I think I'm happy with our list. It's a good list. And then yeah. we also have uh, yeah. shout outs to do. Yeah. To send to people. Uh, I mean, uh, for people. Um, I have the downloadable file I can send over to you. Um, let me take a look and see if maybe I can slide into this before. I just sent it to you. If you oh, you did. All right. Way. You already yep. sent it. Okay. All right. Let me log out of this then. Uh, let's see if I get it anytime soon. Still waiting on it. Oh, there it is. Great. Perfect. Um, bring it up and then we're good to go. All right. So this is our monthly shout out that we do for everybody that joins us over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. If you donate at $5 and up, um, you get a shout out at the end of the month. You also get to participate in Topic Thunder at the $5 yes. and up tier. But yeah. uh, this is our way of saying thank you to everybody that supported us um, since we started this. And uh, it is a simple shout out to each and every one of you. And I'm ready to start if you are. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Colton Thompson. Uh, Henrik Winterland. Phil Knuckles, Ryan Latonin, Ray Rosh, Robert Miller, Ryan Payne, Colsos, uh, Colson Kuliopoulos, Callie right. Onkin, Justin Kelly, Ruben Enriquez, Lachlan Skinner, Nancy Mallory, Benny Haste, Charles Kim, Michael Ashby, Joseph Curran, Fred Castillo, Edward Wilshire, Jay Scotty St. Clair, Charles, Charles J. Clark, Sam Monsolvi. Zachariah Kaufman. Uh, Jeff Dickin. Sean Labua. Francisco J. Torres. Jimmy Jamnost. Hey, Connor Teal. Michael D. Dyke. Uh, Robert Francesco, Francesco Surase. Michael Kelly. Tim Reimert. Brandon Monroe. Dominic Greaves. Cody Rexford. Eric Bruin. Matt Simons. Kyle Beckworth. Jonathan Carroll. Jeff Kelly, Jeremy Bowers, Joshua Stetz, James Petty, Nick Francis, Billy Williams, Christopher Brockman, Blake Gaunt, Kyle Feller, Haley Morton, Cameron Chapman, Alex Russell, Matthew Pullen, Hans Eskelson, Bobby Michael, Daniel McCarty, Stephen Armstrong, Paul Cree, so Paul, Drew Burkhart, Stacy Flores, Scott. Uh, Shemeki, Luke Allison, Mark Fawcett, Kristen Kurtz, Bobby Carney, Gareth Weldon, Cody Seal, Ian Horner, Timothy R. Williams, Machine Gun Chris Lemke, hey uh, Nick Baldwin, Johanna Linoverta, uh, JIC317, DJ Red Hot Cox, Jordan Wilshire, Kyle Spawn, James Leggett. Ahmad Ali, Darren Bush, Angela Dashner, James Winstead, Pasquale Bufamante, Dan Petraglia, Bernie Knapp, Sean Scott, Albert Wiradharma, Sub Albert Christopher McIntyre, Louis Berrigan, Josh Lawrence, Chelsea Lewis, Adelardo Fuente, Reagan Lovig, Rodrigo Valverde III, Stephen Westaway, Lawrence Witts. Andre Constantinesco, Elijah York, Steve Schluckabier, Catherine Samuels, Todd Whitkey, Houston Bodily, 
That is his real name, Philip Hunt. <laughs> Roque Aureliana. Keith Archer. Matt Hannigan. Maurice Robinson. Alan Snuffleupagus. Uh, Bennett, I believe. Um, okay. As his last name. Is it extended out? Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, all I see is Alan Snuffleupagus. So sorry, my bad. Yeah, Alan Bennett. Uh, well, Snuffle. I mean, that is also his real name. <laughs> Marcus Davenport. Uh, Brandon Caridi. Michael Schmur. Ravi Prasad. Joe Fairley. Charlie McKenna. Gunner R. Mark Menchaka. Josh Mabry. Javier Canazar. Ben Cartwright. Nizar Alabasi. Juan Reyes. Blair Simpson. Josh Murphy. Josh Sachs. George Menchaca. Dale Varley. Cody Markham. Phil Neglia. Chris Consiglio. Wayne Murphy. Ashley Prowse. Edward Dobbins. Nick Dornoff. Johannes Schmidt. David Gregson. Andrew Erbs. Sue Giant Fernando. Eric Stevenson. Evan Zoller. Thorsten Almuller. Eric Bloor. Zach Butts. Jacob Pullen. Philip Lane. Kevin Foss. Jen Kemp. Ben Archambault. Ryan McKenna. Andy Tan. Brian Akins. Mike Shea. So Mike. Alexander Marzonia. Gareth Wizenant. Deborah Torres. Mike Barrington. Ed Buskirk. Ellis Menchaca. Jeff Saliba. Noel Kelleher. Jim Payne. Scott Kohler. The Cinephiles. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> That's 250, Steve. All right. David Mitchell Baker. Andy Ortiz. John Keefe. Kristen Smith. Matthew Lee Cravens. Marcel Bayman. James Trapani. Drew Enns. Dan Nye. Seth Shearer. Laura Deverson. Andrew Hayes. Matt Yund. Andrew Marker. Chris Jones. Luke Larson. Chris Cabrera. Julian Key. Robert Haley. Joey Anthony. Christos Alexakos. And Anthony Castelnova. Oh, that is everybody that donates to us over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 at the, with the number 10. Um, so thanks to everybody that supports us at $5 yes. and up. We thoroughly appreciate it. And, uh, you know, uh, you can follow me anywhere at Matt knows, check out, uh, settle the score. And, uh, I think that's it for me this week. Okay. Follow uh, me at the Roka says on Twitter and on Instagram. Don't forget to follow the show as well at top 10 show right above Matt's head there. If you're watching it on YouTube, if you're listening to us on the podcast feed at top 10 show, follow our social media there on Instagram and on Twitter, Bobby Carney doing a fantastic job as our social media guy handling the top 10 stuff really exploding. So give it some love uh, and uh, look for those and follow us on all that. Cause the more numbers we get, the higher we get uh, interactions uh, with people, the higher we'll be seen uh, or by uh, the Instagram and Twitter uh, people to maybe start throwing us some, uh, some uh, promotional work, some things to do, love. some campaigns. Yeah. A little bit of love and what have you involved there. So uh, please don't forget to also subscribe to our YouTube channel. The top 10 YouTube channels out there. For those of you who are only listening to us in a podcast feed, you can go and uh, watch everything we do on the YouTube channel. Watch our pretty little faces talk about all the things we're talking about on all the shows. Don't forget those golden ticket shows as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you don't mind, come on over to my YouTube channel as well to subscribe YouTube.com slash John Roca says all the fun stuff going on there too uh all right well there we go that's everything this week thanks so much for listening or watching us here 
on the top 10 show. Anything else, Matt? Uh, just if you want to follow us on Instagram, it is the top 10 podcast with the number 10 Bobby Carney doing some amazing things. And that's it. I just want to make sure that we got that out there. The top Absolutely. 10 podcast with the number 10. There you go. All right. We'll talk to you next time for a brand new fun episode of the top 10 show. Ooh.